Hello and welcome to Beyond Disabilities, the podcast where I speak to wonderful people with disabilities to help show that just because you have a disability uh, doesn't mean you can't achieve your goals and dreams in life. This time I'm joined by Ellie. Ellie, please can you introduce yourself? Hello, um, I'm Ellie. I live here in the UK in Sunderland, uh, 19, um, and uh, I am a TikTok content creator where I post videos about autism, raising awareness and stuff, acceptance. Um, I've helped a lot of people, helped a lot of parents understand their kids. Um, I've helped people get a diagnosis. I've helped people sort of accept themselves. Like, you know, someone might might have came across my content and, you know, just found out they've got an autism diagnosis, might not know what that means. Because, you know, I've been there. Because um, I was only nine when I was diagnosed, so... I was too young to really know what that meant. Yeah. And then as I got older, I started educating myself through like YouTube videos and stuff. And then, yep. No, that's brilliant. That's how I first came across you on TikTok. Was, like, I found one of your uh, videos one day and like you do lots of amazing things. And I keep seeing you on Instagram as well with like getting comments from people like saying how you helped them. And it's just really heartwarming to see that, especially, and I don't want it to sound patronizing, but you are, you say you're 19, aren't you? I'm very young. Yeah, exactly. But you're doing such amazing work that uh, I think just absolutely brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I've completely lost questions. I'll edit this out. Uh, right. <laughs> so, please can you explain that you touched on it a bit there when you were first di- diagnosed, uh, the process of how you got diagnosed and your family's reactions? So, um, I found it really hard to concentrate like in class like I struggled with like like I I didn't learn the same way that other people did things had to be explained in a very different way like at school and stuff in order for me to understand teachers kind of saw that as me like being lazy but the older I got the more it came apparent something something there was different um and then because the thing is when you're an undiagnosed autistic child it's easy for teachers to be like oh that's just a naughty like yeah naughty behaved kid like messed about um I used to like stim a lot like in class and the other kids found it distracting I would like hum or like rock backwards and forwards like on my chair and stuff um teachers probably saw that as me being disruptive but that that was my way of like I don't know self-regulating I guess I struggled socially like on the playground um there was times where I think like I had friends but like I think I did have friends but like there was times where even though I had friends I still felt like on my own I think that was my yeah. way of like trying to say that I feel like I'm not the same as other people yeah um I didn't always understand like you know their social rules they didn't understand like my social rules um I always knew in the back of my mind somewhere that like you know something was different um so the diagnosis, so it was roundabout when I was like six or seven, I think they were looking into an autism diagnosis. The original, the uh, originally thought it was dyspraxia, but then they were oh, like, okay. no, it's all, they were like, no, it's autism. Your daughter is autistic. And then I, I think I got my official diagnosis when I was nine. And at nine, you know, I was very young. Like I wasn't really old enough to know what that meant. No, I just, yeah, I just thought, oh, okay, I have this thing called autism. So this is why. I feel like I'm different from other people but it was when I got to about 12 13 years old I wanted to try and understand myself better I wanted to know what that meant 
And it was honestly like a light bulb moment in seeing all these like autistic adults that were out and proud about their autism. That was amazing. It made me feel better within myself. Like, okay, so I do have this thing that makes me a little different, but that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So no, it definitely is okay. And yeah, I know what you mean about like I stim a lot when I'm either nervous or excited, and it's the same one. So nobody really knows unless I tell them. <laughs> but uh yeah, it must be like so hard like not knowing but then sort of having this feeling that there is something that is different about you and that or unique really that it's a unique thing I like to celebrate celebrate uniqueness but I might ask some questions that weren't on the question sheet but why did they think it was like dyspraxia first of all not autism I was very clumsy in the classroom um but to be honest, I was just a clumsy child. I used to trip over my own feet. Like yeah. I was, I mean, clumsiness and like, I, I don't think I've ever made a video about this. I probably should, but clumsiness can sort of link to autism in a way. It ties into autism a little yeah. bit, like clumsy, uncoordination. Like I'm 19 now, I still can't ride a bike, but that's because I'm, I don't have the coordination for that. So, I mean, I probably would like if I tried harder, but it's, yeah. it's harder for me because I'm not very good coordination wise because of my autism. So, oh, I'm the same. I'm 30, still can't, but I've got dyspraxia. So, not, I'm never going to be able to, but I can drive a car fine. So, it's an odd thing, but it's about then like. Again, go on, I yeah. could, I could still have dyspraxia. I could just be going undiagnosed. So, <laughs> you never know. They go but hand in hand. Yeah. It would explain a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, do you feel you would, you would, I'm trying to think about how way to word it. Do you think that your life is going to be affected because you can't like ride a bike, for example, or do you think it's just going to be, or do you think you've accepted it? I think so. I mean, it's not the case if I couldn't, if I didn't put the practice in, it's just yeah. harder for me than it is other people. But to be honest, I could go the rest of my life not riding a bike and I honestly wouldn't care. So I'm not really like a, that, like a bike kind of person yeah. really. So Oh, I completely relate to that. I'm the same. I'm happy with my car, happy driving it. I'm never gonna why make my life harder by being in the cold rather than the outside when I got can just sit in the heated car. So yeah. next, you briefly talked about it, but can you talk about any challenges you faced growing up? Uh uh, you mentioned school, like were there anything in particular apart from the ones you've mentioned? And did you get offered any support at all? So thing is. It was hard when I was younger because I saw I didn't like because I didn't know different was like it's all right to be different when I was younger I thought different was like a negative thing and I didn't want anybody yeah. to know that I was different and they tried to get me like a mentor and stuff and they tried to explain things at the time I thought they, it was just I thought they would just treat me like I was dumb because I had a disability yeah, but looking back now that. as looking back now as a young adult it's because they weren't trying to treat me like I was dumb. They knew I was a smart child. They were just trying to educate me in a way that my brain could understand. And yeah. having like a mentor sat next to me and stuff, I didn't like that because it made me feel different. It also yeah. made me look different. So in terms of like academic support, like sort of held myself back academically by doing that because I didn't want to be sat next to a mentor and stuff. I didn't want to look different. Um, but it's it's I think it's because, you know, at the time I was too young to yeah. understand my disability and when you're different kids kind of treat that as like a bad thing like oh we don't want to hang around with like the autistic kid you know what I mean 
um you know the girl who like rocks backwards and forwards in her chair and lessons and stuff but like I was never really bullied for it I don't think I mean I did have like different ways where I'd come out with like these big long fancy words and people would be like <laughs> what is she what the hell is she talking about um I used to have like stress balls and stuff like yeah um so I struggled good. a lot in terms of my meltdowns when I was younger um I used to like get very angry but the older I got when I went through like puberty and stuff it just became more emotional yeah it still kind of is like that I don't lash out and I'm not like ah like I used to I'm now just like just cry oh bless you you know I completely relate like in school uh think mainly high school I think it was like primary school I just sort of accepted it but in high school I was very don't say dismissive of any help I was giving because like you I was offered like a TA to sit in my classes and help but I was like no that that will make it like red lights to everyone else. It, it makes this was in primary school like when I got oh, a secondary okay. school none of that was offered but I wouldn't have offered it anyway because I didn't yeah. tell anyone in secondary school about my autism because I know that teenagers can be cruel yeah um and if you have a disability that makes you vulnerable in some way they can sort of Definitely. play on that and even though I didn't tell people that I was autistic because I didn't feel comfortable doing so because I was sort of scared about how I was going to get trapped yeah um I and that. like I said I know kids can be mean and stuff but um I feel like kids did sort of pick on that I was kind of vulnerable in a way like I didn't ha- have a lot of friends I struggled a lot socially I struggled socially in primary school I struggled socially in secondary school I went through so many different friendship groups to the point where at the end of year 11, I only had one friend. Um, I don't talk to her anymore. Just, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, honest, to be honest, it's still kind of like that now. I do struggle socially. Um, but once I'm up on my feet and I'm doing more stuff, and it's been a very weird past three years as well with COVID and the pandemic and everything. Yeah. Um, I feel like once we sort of get back to somewhat of normality, it might be easier for me to like find a little group of friends, maybe. Um, so yeah, I struggle socially. I still I struggle with my meltdowns, but I mean, yeah, meltdowns are always gonna. I did think that like the older I got, I was sort of gonna grow out of that because yeah, that's another thing that stigmatized people see it as like a childish thing, and I feel like not it's worse having. I like I know it's not childish, no, and it no. just it comes with my disability, but like as an adult and thing is you might feel this as well I sometimes feel silly having a meltdown like at my age because it from the outside looking in it probably does look like a two-year-old like you know what I mean like yeah I know it isn't but I still feel silly like my age like having a meltdown but no I'm very yeah sorry no 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 no, no, I was just gonna say like I completely like relate to that I'm 30 still get periods where I just like have meltdowns and things I still feel silly but I know that I can't like it's not my fault <laughs> that makes it makes sense it's just it's sort of a I don't want to say side effect but like because of the autism that's what causes the meltdown and like just to touch on the friendship thing that like, I'm I was the same with you I've had so many different friends like throughout my life that have been and gone and it's only really the last couple of years really that I found like a small number of friends that have stuck with me for a while now and like accept me for who I am and I have more understanding and I want to learn and like really like adaptable as well yeah and it's like just a group of friends that like 
like I'm not interested in a big group of friends. If no. it's just a small group of like three, four people, I'm all right with that. Thing is, I've been in a big friendship group and I know that it's not as amazing as what it looks like on social media. Not it's very clicky. And then it was like, oh, this one isn't friends with this one. This one doesn't want to be friends with this one one day. It's too much for me to keep up with. Like, oh, you can't be friends with her because this she did this. And I'm like, oh my God, too much drama. <laughs> I, I couldn't couldn't handle it. So oh. yeah, honestly, I, I'm happy to just go the rest of my life with like two, three friends. It's better oh. to keep your circle small, I think. So, oh, I agree. I think you have two or three like really good friends that'll stay with you forever rather than have like, 20 or 30 like i yeah i'm happy with the friends i've got now like i can know i can trust them i've opened up to them and yeah like i'm sorry to hear that but again i think it's more of an autism thing with society that i think people just find it so difficult to and only some people understand but like you're like a really intelligent like person and you come across as really approachable and it's shown like through all your instagram and tiktok work like the amount of people you're helping it's absolutely amazing it's like I think with autism because we come up like we're quite intellectual and things that we like we know a lot about like our special interests. Um, I feel like that's where intelligence on the autism spectrum comes from. We get so yeah. passionate. I think we use it as a form of escapism to escape like the struggles we face as an autistic person, diving into things that we find really interesting to the point where we literally know every single thing about that subject <laughs> um, makes us come across very smart because we'll what we spend most of our free time doing but thing is I always find that I didn't always like my interests were very different from like people my like especially when I was in school like I tried to get interested in things that like my like my peers were interested in but I just couldn't like if it was a show on Netflix I'd be like this is very boring don't understand like and I'll just turn it off okay it's time to google things about autism oh I completely Um, get that like for me personally, like the friends that I've made in the last few years, like one of my interests is Doctor Who. And like since joining TikTok, like I think it was during COVID, like I've seen so many Doctor Who TikTokers and then I started talking to them, which I've never done before, like just randomly messaging people like online. Like it was always a, like, scary, but that's how I find guests for the podcast now. But I just started talking to them and we clicked. And yeah, I'm quite lucky now that, that I'm part of this playing Doctor Who community. I have a friend. He isn't. He thinks he might be autistic. He's not diagnosed autistic. He thinks he might be. Yeah. He does have ADHD, and Doctor Who is a massive like special interest for him. He loves yeah. Doctor Who. Talks about it all the time. Um, oh, you know, I mean, makes him happy. Like you can just see the joy on his face when he talks about it. So I mean, if that's his thing, then fair enough. Exactly. Yeah, it's like your special interests. Like, what are your special interests? I'll ask about that. Just <laughs> we haven't asked. The thing is, uh, politics. That's a big one yeah. for me. Um, like autism. Like talking about autism. Like I, I enjoy that. Um, what, what else are my special? I've got loads, but I'm just because I'm put on the spot. I'm trying to think. <laughs> on the top of my head. Just throwing that out. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm very into politics like that's definitely a big thing for me yeah. um I'm, I'm into like the autism stuff that I do like on TikTok and everything um probably I have many other special interests I just I just can't think off the top of my head so no, that's okay leads me on to the next question but no, it's great to hear that you've got like quite varied special interests and like 
you do a lot of amazing work on TikTok and Instagram uh, about autism and raising awareness. And I think you reach so many people and uh, it shows, I know I keep banging on about it, but all the, the you get so many brilliant positive feedback. Like it's just so heartwarming to see. So Thank you. You're welcome. So please can you explain how you started like making your content and like the reason behind why you did it? Yeah, so it literally all started when I was 13 and I wanted to educate myself about what autism was and what that meant. And slow, like slowly over time, I started to accept myself. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, so I'm different. But because sometimes society kind of does that, um, the sort of treat different, like it's like a negative thing. Yeah. If you ever notice, like, like if you've got a disability like autism or ADHD, people would be like, oh, they've got something wrong with them. Why is it wrong? What's wrong about different? Like, absolutely I nothing think, in my mind. <laughs> I think society is very afraid and very intimidated of things that they don't understand. So they kind of treat it as if it's like a taboo thing. I think we've yeah. come a very long way in the past like decade, 10, 15 years. I still think we've got a very long way to go, but we've came a hell of a long way than what we have in the past. Um, so wait, what were we talking about again? I've just I've just went no, off no, 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 honestly, no, you did it perfectly. Like I mean, you've actually covered a later question, so that's perfect as well. But like it's all yeah, about I, your, how you start. I sort of like, went on a little tangent there. I can't even remember what No, that's okay. If you do that, don't worry, honestly. Like it's really good what you're saying. It was all about uh, your TikTok and Instagram work, like why you what what are the reasons behind like doing it and how you started doing it. Yeah, like it, it all started when I was younger and I was trying to educate myself on my disability and what that meant for me. And then I started to realise that autism wasn't a negative thing and it wasn't yeah. something that I had to hide or be sceptical about. Um, and seeing all these other like, because, you know, I was I was 13, I was like a child at the time, but like seeing all these adults yeah. who were like out out and proud about it. Um, and it was kind of a light bulb moment, like, oh, yeah, so this is why I do that. This is why I struggle with this. And this is why I'm not so good at this, but why I'm really, really good at this. Yeah. And then I, th- I started gathering all my knowledge from watching other people with autism talk about autism related things. And I think it was like the stigma and everything around autism yeah. and the stereotypes and all of that sort of encouraged me to speak on it. And another issue is like, like, autistic girls and autistic women like weren't undiagnosed because for years it was only seen as a male condition it was there was actually an instance where I went to a trampoline park a couple of weeks ago yeah and this woman behind me had an autistic son I was like oh I'm autistic and she yeah. went oh that's very rare in girls no it's and not I was like <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's because well we're just going massively undiagnosed that's yeah. been a problem for a very very long time um why is it so easy for boys I don't know <laughs> I think I mean I don't have a like what an answer for that but the only like re- thing that jumps to mind is that I think girls and women are like so much better at masking if that makes sense and whereas and I think the model for diagnosing is very much unfortunately a male-based model like the stereotypical oh Joel Cooper Rain Man <laughs> yeah you know where I'm going exactly yeah but it's like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory is like the, he's like what people think when they hear autism they either think yeah. of like a crazy math genius or like somebody who's very incapable but like 
it's it's not just one or the other, right? Autism's a very huge, diverse spectrum. Like we all have similarities, I think, that kind of form the spectrum. Yeah. But it's like we're all massively different as well. Like I've yeah. met autistic people where you know I have a lot in common with them, but we're also very different in some yeah. ways. Um it's like I had an autistic person who, um, like an autistic uh, person I was friends with in the past. I yeah. haven't spoke to him in a while. We went to like a drama school together. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And spicy food, that was like a sensory, th- like I love spicy food. But he oh, doesn't because do. that's like, that's a, that's a sensory trigger for him. So that, that was like what we would, his special interest was horses. He was obsessed with horses, oh, wow. loved horses. But um, yeah, that's yeah. the thing when you make an autistic person, it's, it's pretty early on you can I guess what their obsession is because they will talk about it like a lot oh definitely <laughs> which is just such a lovely thing like that's what that's one of the things I love about autism and it might annoy other people by me going on about Doctor Who or like other autistic people but you can learn so much like if you've got two or more autistic people in a room for an hour like they could you would learn everything about their special interests and things by the end of it and you'd have like it's good because you can then share and learn about different subjects I had another question then but I can't remember what it was but yeah I think it's absolutely amazing and I think with the diagnosis I like I think slowly it's getting there for women and females and people like yourself and like Chloe Hayden like being in Heartbreak I love Heart Chloe. And, and her TikTok but, and like carry on but I love um because the thing is, like Chloe was actually one of the first YouTubers I watched like back like six years ago when I was educating myself about my disability. Same. She was literally one of the first. In fact, then she didn't really have the following that she has now. She was oh, only no. 19. So she's 25 now. She's only 19. But like I've literally known her since she well, I haven't known her, but I felt like I know her because of like all the videos I saw about her. Um, but see now she's like, because at the time she was just a YouTuber, but now like She's really big on TikTok and she flies all over the world. She's got a book coming out. Um, like, I just think it? it's great. I haven't got it yet. I think I'm I don't reading know if it's it. Out. It's amazing. Is it, is it in the UK yet? The book? Yeah, it was out in uh, beginning of the month. Yeah, but I just, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's great, like, how far she's come in the past six years since I've been watching her since I was 13. And now she's like huge. I know I've been trying but to get I her think... as guests for ages and ages on the podcast, but she's so busy, which is brilliant because she's like spreading awareness. <laughs> yeah. And she found out at 22 that she had ADHD, which is insane. That's apparently ADHD is massively uh, underdiagnosed for women as well. Yeah. I don't know much about ADHD because that isn't my disability, but it would probably, but. I know that it's it's not it's very different from autism, but they have a lot yeah. of similarities. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? I could, I might have it, and I just have no idea because um, I do struggle a lot with concentration. That yeah. could be my autism, but you know, what? I I could be sitting here right now and I have ADHD and I've got no idea. You never know. I know, and it's so hard to get a diagnosis, especially I don't want to say later on, but like to get a diagnosis when you're an adult, it's just ridiculous like i just had a friend vicky like she's another person who uses instagram and like tiktok to do like advocacy work but uh she's 31 and she's literally just got her adhd diagnosis and if you met her you'd be like you've got adhd better and i mean that in a nice way like she's always like really energetic and she like goes from one thing to the next but she's got autism as well so i think you're right i think they go very hand in hand 
I know that there's been instances where people have been misdiagnosed with ADHD when they're actually autistic. Yeah. People are autistic and they've been misdiagnosed ADHD or they just have both. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine having both would be like interesting because autism, autism is very like routine orientated. Mm. We need to do X, Y, Z. And then ADHD is like, I don't care. We're just going to sit in a wall all day and do nothing. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, yeah, my brother's got ADHD and he's like, very much like that. And sometimes, like especially getting older, I found that I'm showing more and more traits of ADHD. Like, I don't know why, but just coming out. So I'd love to, I'd, I'd like to just try and get a diagnosis. Like even if it comes to the point where I say, no, you don't have ADHD, I'd like to go down that journey. <laughs> yeah. I recently did like this Winnie the Pooh test thing that's like surfacing TikTok at the minute. Yes. That's trying to like, because a lot of people go to these like online tests to try and like diagnose themselves as autistic. I'm all for self diagnosis as long as people like are serious about it. If they're not just saying it like for the fun of it, like if they generally feel like they're different somehow or they have like some kind of mental illness, like, because I know it can be really hard and anyone who's been diagnosed autistic knows that like the diagnosis process can be a pain so oh, I'm all for self-diagnosis as long as people are serious about it but I, I just thought it was important to make a video to be like if you go to an online test it's probably not going to give you an accurate reading of what you actually no. have because those tests aren't create probably aren't created by people who are actually autistic or have ADHD dyspraxia anything like all. that they're probably not like you know they've probably never even studied those disabilities probably don't even know what they are they've just got a bunch of stereotypes categorize them together and put them on this like online test thing so i'm just going to send you a second zoom link because for some reason the time is running out it says we've only got nine minutes left but if you're happy to continue i mean we could continue for the nine minutes and then yeah yeah no problem yeah Thing is, I, I do like waff- I do like uh, doing podcasts and stuff. I love waffling on about autism. No, you're you're doing amazingly, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. So, can you tell me like everything you're saying is brilliant? Can you tell me like said you've got a boyfriend? If your like autism had any impact on the relationship, if you had to make any adjustments to each other's behaviour, and or if you had to uh, like if he supported you like with your disability. To be honest, Dan's very, Dan didn't know a lot about autism yeah. when we got together. He thought autism was like, oh, it's just people who don't like loud noises. That's what yeah. he thought autism was. Because I think, like, he's probably, I think he's known someone in his life who had autism, but probably, like, used to cover his ears, like, you know, when yeah. there was loud noises going on. So that's what he thought autism was. He thought it was just people who didn't like loud yeah. noises. And I'm very, like, knowledgeable on my disability so I sort of educated him on like what autism was and Mm. it's kind of funny now because like there'll be times where I'm watching tv and he's like oh do you think she could be autistic because she does this and she does this and that's what you do and I'm like you're catching on yeah (laughs) bless him oh that's really nice (laughs) so no that's brilliant so gonna talk about the present so where are you now in terms of like employment education uh, and uh, what challenges do you currently face like in so your everyday I'm, life? Yeah, so I'm currently um, at a, a centre called Yes Northeast, yep. which helps young adults with autism like try and find a job. 
Um, I've been going there since October. Uh, the the course actually finishes in March. Yeah. Um, it's helped me like update my CV and stuff. Um, I've done a placement. Um, we've did lots of like we've done like mock interviews. Um, it's just a place that helps like sort of vulnerable adults go about trying to find um a job or like like work placement like that kind of thing. It's been really yeah. good. It's uh, I've enjoyed it. I've also met other autistic people as well. And so that's great. Oh, that sounds Very really brilliant. Good. It's good that there, there's a centre and there's a scheme that can help like uh, adults and people with autism to try and get employment because it's such a difficult, it, like getting your foot, the supply for jobs is just difficult. It's not catered to people with disabilities at all. No, it really isn't. But it's like, I if even like young adults who don't have a disability I just feel like going about getting a job it's not as easy as it used like as what it used to be because before you could just hand in your CV and then but I feel like most of it's done online now and I've got like indeed jobs like on my phone and stuff like it's just apps where you can try and find a job I sometimes think to myself there's going to be like thousands of like other kids who want the same job so I'm most likely not going to get it so what's the point (laughs) I know what I just like get so tired after scrolling through on like on Deed or whatever, or just going down, pressing apply, and like you're right, there's probably thousands of other people out there. It's just I think it was easier back when you could just hand your CV and then they or just have a chat with them, but now it's all very screen based, which is not good in my opinion. You you can still do that in uh in some places, but it's very rare. Everything's like mostly done online now. Yeah. So it's a little bit annoying. I know because I think like especially like for me personally like I find it so much easier when I can just see someone face to face rather than behind a screen and like especially when applying for things like that so what would you say are your proudest moments and biggest achievements and what positives does autism contribute to your life um well if I didn't have autism I wouldn't be like I wouldn't have like made such a difference in people's lives um the t- starting my TikTok, I didn't think, um, you know, I would get the following that I have. I didn't yeah. think that I would make this much of a difference in people's lives. I just did it for educational purposes. I thought, okay, I'm quite knowledgeable about my disability. Why don't I put it to good use? I sort of took advantage of it because TikTok is a really big platform. Yeah. In um, the past three years, it's just became huge. Um, so I thought, right, it's a big platform. I know a lot about my disability. Why don't I just make like, you know, informative content about autism and then before I know it I started helping people get a diagnosis I started helping even teachers be like thank you like you know next time I have like an autistic child in my class I'll be sure to like it's amazing because I didn't realize I would have this kind of like impact on people no it's amazing it like just it's brilliant the impact you are making and you are like making such a difference in so many people's lives and I think TikTok especially for me I think it's got Compared to any other platform, I think it's got such a big, like, just people with disabilities feel so safe on there, and especially people with autism. Like, I think they all reach out and help each other. So, what are last question? What are your wishes for the future? What would you like to achieve? And do you think anything needs to change to support you with your disability and other people with disabilities? I think there needs to be because autism representation. Um, Chloe did a really good job in Heartbreak High. I actually only saw her scenes. I didn't watch like the, I only yeah. watched the scenes that she, she was, was in. She was amazing. Oh, she was really good. Um, she even like like showed like what an actual meltdown looks like, not like the stereotypical 
Um, And, you know, it's really hard to sort of be vulnerable and show that side to you because I'm still very private about my meltdowns. I still would never have, I would never make, I don't think I would make a TikTok of me having like an actual, some people do do that and I admire their courage, but I don't think, because I'm very private about my meltdowns, I don't think I would ever do that. I think what needs to change in terms of, I think there needs to be more female representation. Yeah, Um, I agree. Autistic characters being played by autistic actors. Um, I think like I'm gonna ke- I'm gonna keep doing like my awareness videos. Um, but like there's like um, do you know Ella? Yeah, she's not autist- she- yeah. Um, Ella Purple. Ella- she's called Ella. La- Is it Law? Ella Law? Ella Law? Something like that. I think so. Yeah, I think I know who you mean. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram. Her short hair sometimes like has crazy hairstyles. Yeah, I know um, exactly who you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, my, my little cousin's downstairs. Yeah, okay, no worries. <laughs> um, she's only one, bless her. Oh, bless. Um, oh, my niece. She's my niece, not my cousin. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so rough. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Um, in the future, hopefully, you know the the ratio of like female autistic people and male autistic people that's like you know it's not just mostly men that are diagnosed some girls might be because getting a di- I personally it's like you know celebrities such as Anne Hegarty I don't think she was diagnosed until she was in like her 50s yeah, I wouldn't no, want to go that I wouldn't want to go that many years not knowing why I was different and I think the earlier the diagnosis the better no, I completely agree uh, I just want to say honestly thank you so much for coming on the podcast like, I know we've been trying for a while and I'm so glad we finally could be able to do it but no, you've been brilliant and the work you do is helping so many people and like you should be really proud of yourself because like honestly just by you educating yourself you've like in your own disability you've changed so many people's lives so I just want to say thank you so much and where can they find what you if the audience want to follow you so um my name is Ellie Stores uh, X, just Ellie Stores with a little like X on the end. Um, I TikTok where I post a lot of videos um, about autism, like just what autism is, um, self-acceptance, raising awareness, that kind of thing. Um, I want to start YouTube very soon, but I need to try and figure out how to edit, how to go about editing videos and stuff. Um, might get a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been great. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much.